Welcome to the Ivy Church Podcast. Hello Ivy Welcome to Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. Good to see you. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Hi, I'm continuing with the, the series of our Year of Blessing, looking at the beautiful Psalm 23. It has been a well-used source of encouragement to those at funerals or as a song of worship in church services. So let's read the Psalm 23 together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to share with you the link today between David's inspirational words with the ministry of the Lord Jesus. Today we're looking at the last sentence of verse 4. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The title of my sermon today is Our Confidence and Reassurance is in the Good Shepherd. David wrote this psalm for comfort, not only for himself, having faced many troubled times, but also to help comfort and inspire anyone who reads it and puts it into action. What does the, the dictionary say what comfort means? It is the state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint, the easing or alleviation of a person's feelings of grief or distress, to give strength and hope. The key to David's inspiration in writing this psalm was his personal experience and belief that it was the presence of his great shepherd in his life at that time, and to point our focus forward 1,000 years to Jesus' ministry in particular the proclamation that he makes in John 10, 11, where he says he is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. It is the presence of the Lord, the good shepherd, that makes all the difference in our lives. The first aspect of our confidence and reassurance in the good shepherd is in his presence. So let's look at the good shepherd's presence. When David says... For thou art with me, he knew his comfort was in the presence of the Lord. Even when he went through the crucible of difficulties, danger, and life-threatening situations, he knew and had confidence in the presence of the Lord, who was his shepherd. 
In this world, we live with so much anxiety and worry and fear. Yet, we must remember, David, like David, God is with us through it all. Our tendency is like the disciples in the boat at the height of the storm, is to look at, our, at the wind and the waves around us, to focus on our problems, our struggles. Yet, when we look up to Jesus, he is there with his arm outstretched to us. Yes, Jesus provides the confidence and the reassurance in our Christian journey. An example of this is in Matthew 28, verse 20, where we have Jesus in the commissioning of the disciples saying, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Do you remember as a child growing up, learning to, to ride a bike for the first time, where mum or dad is walking along, running along, holding on to, to your seat whilst you are struggling to keep your balance and the only thing that is giving you the confidence and the reassurance of success is the caring presence of the parent's hand urging you on. What a picture. We today, like David, can know and experience the reassuring presence of the hand of the Lord. He will lovingly provide for, guide, and heal, and protect every person who puts their faith and trust in him. I remember attending an international Christian chamber of commerce gathering in Guildford. And at the end, in a plenary session, we were organized into various groups of 12, 14 for prayer ministry. And a few minutes into the session, I heard the Lord say to me that the man and woman opposite needed to hear that the Lord knows their concerns about their daughter at home. After plucking up the courage, I told them the message. It was clear by their reaction that they were astonished by the message and immediately they broke into tears and began to openly share about their daughter's personal crisis. I then shared that Jesus was also saying he was with them and not to worry. I received uh, a letter a couple of weeks later saying that the Lord's presence was tangible and the crisis had been lovingly resolved. It was the reassuring presence of Jesus the Good Shepherd that made all the difference to that couple's life. Another aspect of the reassuring presence of the Good Shepherd is in the reference change in Psalm 23 verse 4. From talking about the Lord as He in previous verses to the more personal you, which I believe infers a more intimate, closer relationship experience of David and his shepherd. Jesus confirms this to us in John 10, 14, where he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. I read an article from the, someone a little while ago saying that we are more prone to talk about the Lord when we are in the green pastures and more prone to talk 
to the Lord when we're in the dangerous valley. Yes, in the light, we are prone to, be, to wander off in pursuit of greener grass. But in the dark, we have a tendency to hug his knee and keep on holding while we're going through difficulties. In his book entitled, uh, have, have Faith Without Fear, Kenneth L. Wilson says, isn't that what we really want most in our valleys? The assurance that someone is there. There is no valley, no matter how dark, that you will go through alone. He, the good shepherd, will not leave you. This is confirmed in Hebrews chapter 13, where it says, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? David, from his experience of being a shepherd, was also saw his continuing comfort in the presence of the shepherd's rod and staff, both providing God's pastoral care over him. So David saw that the presence of the rod and the staff as a comfort. I believe these symbolically can be listened or likened, sorry, to the word of truth and spirit. Jesus' gospel is the rod of strength and of power, which provides comfort for Christians. The staff being the daily guidance through the promised comforter, the Holy Spirit. So this brings us now to the next aspect of our confidence and reassurance in Jesus the Good Shepherd. So the Good Shepherd's power is the next aspect of this. The word rod from the Psalm 23 is Shabbat in Hebrew and means four things. Firstly, a scepter, a branch, a stick for defense, and authority. In David's day, there was comfort and consolation in seeing the rod in the shepherd's skillful hands. In Philip Keller's book entitled The Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, he raises the importance of the rod as God's word and says that in our day there is great assurance in our hearts as we contemplate the power, the veracity, and the potent authority vested in God's word. In his proclamation as the good shepherd, Jesus is the authoritative word to exercise the miracles needed to care for those in his care and those that are lost and in need to be found. A particular example of this is when Jesus is in, uh, in John 11, he is called to visit his friends Mary and Martha in their loss of their brother and his friend Lazarus. He exercises his authority in the words, Lazarus, come forth to raise Lazarus from the dead. Even today, it is Jesus, the living word, that provides the pastoral care of those who follow him. This includes the discipline we need from scripture to help us, to keep us on the right track. The care and the protection we need when in danger or in need. He also encourages us to use his authority in our needs. 
It says in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, listen carefully. I have given you authority that you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing in any way will harm you. That is from the Amplified Version. The experience of a friend and a business colleague called Ernest Willie is an example of Jesus' authoritative care. He was a born-again Christian, filled with the Holy Spirit. He contracted cancer of the throat and mouth. And after some time in treatment, he was told by the consultants in the Kent and Canterbury Hospital that there was nothing further that they could do. They advised him to go, to go home and to be with his family in his final moments. By this time, he had many people praying for him, including people who were mightly used by God in healing ministry, like Ian Andrews. He went home and whilst waiting for what seemed the inevitable, even though he couldn't speak, he was moved to pray in his mind. I take authority over this in Jesus' name. Morning came and went. Then a day went by. Then a, he realized that something was happening. Within a few days, the deformity in his mouth and throat began to disappear. What seemed cer certain death changed to life. He went back to the consultants in the hospital who were astonished and said, Ernest, go and write a book about it. It is a miracle. Some of us are listening today might be facing a difficulty in your lives and you have come to a point where you don't know which way to turn and you are wondering what you can do. I would like to encourage you to move in the authority of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, and begin to take authority that he has given you in his name. The next aspect of our confidence and reassurance in Jesus, the Good Shepherd, is in the Good Shepherd's purpose. The shepherd's staff, as you may have gathered, is a long stick with a a curve or a, a crook or a hook on the end. As I mentioned earlier, the staff is symbolic of the Spirit of God. And Philip Keller, in his book, describes the staff as Christ's dealings with us as individuals. There's the essence of the sweetness, the comfort and the consolation, the gentle correction brought about by the work of his gracious Spirit. Jesus said in John 14, But the Comforter, even the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said unto you. The Hebrew word for staff is misgeda, meaning what a person uh, leads on for support. Like the shepherd David, Jesus the Good Shepherd is the support provided through the Holy Spirit. As with David, the shepherd, 
Christ Jesus uses the staff to guide, to unite, and to direct the sheep. So the Holy Spirit will give us purpose and direction in our walk with our Christian journey. There are many examples of this, but one that comes to mind is in Luke 24, verses 30 to 32, regarding the the disciples on the road to Emmaus, where it says, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us? while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. It was Jesus' physical presence and through the Holy Spirit that set them on their journey with renewed hope for the future. Again, Jesus says to, says to us in John 16, 13, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth I remember in my first year of being a Christian and having my own business consultancy, I joined the Gideons to to help share the Bibles out in, in hotels or at schools, which I enjoyed. However, six months into into it, one night in a prayer time in the Gideons business meeting, I had the the audible voice, or heard the audible voice saying to me, resigned from the Gideons. It came as a bit of a shock because I'd only got started in the ministry and the work. It was a clear message by the Holy Spirit. So in my obedience, even though I didn't understand why, I resigned with immediate effect. Within a week, I was asked by my pastor at that time, to share the ministry with him in the church. Then as I, I as you may have been gathering, leaving the Gideons was, a, was the Lord directing my paths. It was his decision, not mine. This is just like the, the good shepherd with us, with his staff, indulging me in the, the right direction. I felt the warmth of being in the care of Christ, my good shepherd. So how should we respond to Jesus, the Good Shepherd? Even though David composed this wonderful Psalm 23 and knew the comfort of his presence of the Lord, his shepherd, he didn't stop him uh, experiencing everyday problems. Jesus doesn't take us out of the broken world when we become Christ's followers, but he is with us in the world. Will you take his hand today? Will you receive his grace and peace in your life? Whatever you're facing this week, just know that Jesus is greater. He still calms the storms and redeems lives. God is with you and he is for you. The name of God Jehovah over our passage today is called Jehovah Shammah meaning the Lord is there. Will you live in the confidence of his truth today? How do we respond to this message today?
by having a faith focusing firstly on the Good Shepherd's presence, being with you because he promised that he will never leave you or forsake you, actively drawing near to him. It says in James 4.8, Come close to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. Secondly, having a faith focused on the power and the authority in your life by declaring his name over your life situations and needs. And thirdly, having a faith focused on the purpose and direction and plan for your life by asking Jesus into your decisions every day and ministry and acknowledging his voice and direction in your life. I don't know whether you've noticed or not, but uh, whenever you saw Jesus working away in his ministry here on earth, the three things that stand mostly in my mind is firstly, he is present. Secondly, he is using his power. And thirdly, he gives people purpose in their life. I want you to experience that today and I want you to allow him to come right now in his presence, in his power and for his purposes in your life. Allow him to move in your life this morning or in this day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these wonderful truths. The presence, the power and the purpose of Jesus Christ in our lives makes it so much better David knew it way back a thousand years before. But even now, today, 2,000 years on since Christ was here on earth, we can experience these things today. So help us, Lord, we pray, to feel that sense of your presence, your power, and your purpose in our lives. If you feel that you want to offer Jesus these things and you want to act these things in your life, then I invite you to pray and to seek him in this day and he will respond in your circumstance and he will show you that he is very able to meet your need today. Thank you.